Welcome back to the Slab Stocks NBA podcast. I'm your host, Sam. Yesterday was Christmas Day, which is always a big day for the NBA. I'm guessing a lot of you tuned in for at least some of the action. Uh, so this episode is going to serve as a Christmas special, you know, evaluating some of the action from yesterday. And hey, by the way, I am looking for a name for this podcast, you know, something basketball-related, card-related. Uh, for instance, my brother's MLB podcast is called Dinging Corners, which clearly is related to both card collecting and baseball. So hey, if you can think of any possible title suggestions for me, I am open to considering them. Sound off in the comments or DM me if you have a suggestion. And there are a number of good teams playing yesterday, uh, but really until the Lakers Clippers, none of them were particularly compelling games. But there are quite a few good young players on national display. Uh, There were yesterday, that is. Uh, starting with the Celtics and Raptors, Boston won 118-102, to 102, although the Raptors were missing Siakam, who would, uh, would likely have made a big difference in the game. A couple players to evaluate. Uh, first of all, Jalen Brown. He had an awesome game yesterday, 30 points, 15 of those coming from three, six rebounds, four assists. A great game on the back of what's been a great season so far. Season-long averages of 20 points, seven rebounds, two and a half assists, one steal. Definitely an outlier of a game. He shot 769 from the field, 714 from three. How do I know that's an outlier? Well, because no one can do that. Uh, but it was an awesome game, and he's really gotten better this year. Uh, I want to compare Hit Brown to his teammate Jason Tatum. Uh, if you read Slabstock's most recent post on Instagram, uh, you see already my thoughts on this. But you know, Brown's really had a better year than Tatum so far last year with uh, Irving and Horford. He really struggled as the fifth option on a loaded team. This year, he slid into a more prominent role, and he's meshed just perfectly into the Celtics' offense, led by Kemba. Tatum, he tends to rely a little more on ISO scoring. He kind of breaks up the rhythm of the offense. It's not super fun to watch. Brown just really has not done any of that. He's shooting a career-best 514 from the field. Uh, he's, he's looking worth all the $115 million that he got in the offseason. Uh, so you know, good on him so far this year. He's gotten a lot better, and he fits just perfectly into this team. I guess the question is, can he keep it up? I don't know. There's really not much that sticks out as unsustainable. Uh, I would guess that he has a pretty good shot at making the All-Star team this year, and if so, you think his prices will jump? Possibly. His PSA 10 uh, silver is right now going on auction around 140 to 150 in the past month. Compare that to Tatum. Uh, Tatum's been going for 350 in the same time period. A lot of that is due to you know, Tatum being better so far in his career. But and on, on top of that, Tatum was also immediately anointed as future MVP from the moment he stepped on the court. Uh, he really benefited from playing for Boston. But I guess the question is, Brown, who's been better than Tatum so far. If he can keep this up and he makes the all-star team, and particularly if Tatum doesn't, you think his prices will start crawling up towards Tatum's? I hope so. Other side of the court, guy that jumped out was Chris Boucher, uh, 27-year-old power forward center type for the Raptors. Uh, You have to know up front, does not have any pack-pulled rookies. All he has is a Panini Instant. I'm not sure how much those were going for on Panini America, but his black one-of-one one instant went for 400 a month and a half ago, listed on eBay right now for 800 So pretty similar situation to Kendrick Nunn. You know, G League guys, and all of a sudden they're playing well and just really not much for opportunities for us to invest in. I wish there was. You know, in the past week, he's had two really great games. Uh, on the 22nd, went against Dallas for 21 points, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, 4 blocks. 
yesterday, 24 points, three threes, six rebounds, two blocks. Easily his two best games of the year. He came on the back of 24 minutes, 27 minutes, uh, and that is the problem. Usually he doesn't come close to playing that long. Those two games coincided with Ibaka only getting 24 and 23 minutes, and they really don't ever play together. They've only overlapped 60 minutes so far this year. So I'm not sure if Boucher will ever get regular run, but you know when he does, he does stuff the stats. Both Ibaka and Marc Gasol are free agents after this year, so I'm guessing he'll get some more regular burn next year. And I don't know. I kind of died up. I kind of doubt it, but maybe Prism releases a card for him next year with a rookie stamp on it. And if that's the case, hey, I'd be trying to snatch those up. Uh, but really, just a name to keep in mind for right now. There's not much else we can do at the moment. Next game was the Bucks Sixers game, and I'm not really sure there was much to learn from it as far as investing. And I am a Bucks fan, so I really just don't want to think about it. So we're gonna move on to the Rockets and Warriors game. That was a real surprising game. Warriors won 116 to 104. Uh, not much to talk about on the Rockets side of things. Uh, ben McLemore, hey, former Jayhawk. My brother's excited about everything Jayhawks. He's been kind of a surprise lately, um, but I'm not sure there's ever going to be much of a market for him going forward. He's on his third team, and he's pretty much just been a bust so far, so we'll keep it to that. Uh, there are a few Warriors I want to talk about, starting with Damian Lee. I know what you're thinking. Who the heck is Damian Lee? Well, first of all, kind of like Chris Boucher, doesn't really have much to invest in. And uh, he's also on a two-way contract. I think he only has 15 days remaining on that. So who knows what's going to happen there? He is also Steph Curry's brother-in-law. No big deal. Uh, so you kind of think maybe the Warriors will try and work something out with him. If he does stay long-term, he's a pretty good piece. Uh, shoots it rather... Oh, he shoots okay from deep. 360 on almost four attempts per game, also defends multiple positions well. Most of this doesn't matter because you're not investing in him. But I did want to compare him to a guy that you might be buying up. That's rookie power forward Eric Pascal. Uh, he's been banged up the last few weeks. He had a knee injury, uh, then a hip contusion. Uh, last night he only played six minutes, and then he bruised his hip again. He has gotten quite a bit of buzz as one of the best rookies so far this year, which, you know, especially as the 41st overall pick in the draft, hey, that's impressive. Uh, but, and you knew that was coming, I just don't think it's going to stick. You know, all he does is score and rebound. He's averaging 14.7 points per game, which, you know, good. 4.7 rebounds, which really isn't that great. Doesn't play much defense. He's a terrible three-point shooter, shooting just over 30% from, from three, uh, but he is getting a fair amount of buzz. You know, the pr big problem with him is, He's sitting at a 21.4% usage rate so far this year. Good chunks of that being without D'Angelo Russell or Draymond Green. You know, those two back and healthy. If Steph comes back this year, which is a big if, I'm not sure he's actually going to. Uh, with Clay coming back next year, he's just not going to have the ball as much. And without the usage and, and, and the fact that he doesn't really fit around those guys with his game, I just don't think we have much to see here. In fact, you know, this is why I brought up Damian Lee. I think he makes way more sense on the Warriors and, and kind of a natural fit with these guys and, and what they're trying to do there. Uh, and we can't even buy him. So if you do have Pascal, you know, I, I guess your hope is he pushes on to an all-rookie team, which wouldn't be super surprising. Uh, but I don't know what else we can really hope for him going forward. Silver's been going between $20 and $30 this year. Uh, so maybe you can make a quick bit of cash there, but... I really wouldn't be hoping for much more of him after this year, but that's just my opinion. 
So I don't, I don't think he's a real buying opportunity. Um, I don't know. If you're a Warriors fan and you watch more of their games, maybe you have a different read on it, but th- that's just my read. Last game I want to talk about, Lakers-Clippers, uh, which maybe you got to see some of that, ended in a controversial fashion with a video review that really didn't make much sense to me, uh, but ball was overturned, went to the Clippers, and then the Clippers went, went away with the game. Uh, one player to bring up in this game, I think, is Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma, who you remember was the one untouchable young piece on this Lakers team from last offseason, finally had a good game, 25 points with four threes, uh, really kind of a nothing burger anywhere else, four rebounds, one steal, eh, just really not much that he offers. His whole season has really been a disappointment so far, playing only 23 minutes a game, 12 points, and just nothing else. Uh, he was drafted 27th overall three years ago, and you probably remember in the summer league that year, there's all this buzz. Oh, look, Kuzma, steal of the draft. Uh, really just hasn't done much else since then. Uh, his PSA 10 silvers are going for around 120 lately. Early in their season, they were going 150 to 200. I just really don't think these are ever coming back. You know, he rode this wave of hype with the Lakers, uh, especially then being labeled as the one untouchable guy in that young nucleus. All the good feelings really seem to have gone out the window. He's not playing that much. I I think we've realized a lot of the weaknesses to his game, and and I just don't know if he's ever going to come back to that level that he was at before. Um, Oh, sorry, next game was the, the Pelicans versus the Nuggets. So the Lakers weren't the last game. Pelicans, Nuggets, big win over the Nuggets for the Pelicans. Uh, Brandon Ingram, he was one of the biggest parts of that win. 30, 31 points, 7 made threes, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. He has been such a revelation this year in New Orleans. Uh, on the season, 25 points a game, shooting over 40% from 3, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, pretty decent defense. He's doing it all. You know, the question moving forward with him is, is what's going to happen when Zion starts playing? And you know, There's bound to be some sort of negative effect on Ingram. But Ingram, he, has, he was given an opportunity, and he is absolutely off to the races for the Most Improved Player of the Year award. You know, PSA 10 Silver has been going for 260s. Uh, still seems like a pretty good price to me. I think back to Jason Tatum, who, hey, I am a Bucks fan, so I really just don't like Jason Tatum, so take everything I say about him with a grain of salt, but... He's been going for 350 this year. Ingram's been better, and I like Ingram going forward. I guess the hope is he wins most improved, uh, gets a few accolades, and he's a restricted free agent this offseason, probably going to be signing a max deal uh, later this year. If all that starts happening, you know, there's going to be even more hype surrounding Ingram, and I just like him as a player. I like him as an investment. All right, that's all the time I have for right now. Comment if you have any thoughts or uh, comment if you disagree and we could get a good debate going in the comment section. And hey, if you do have any suggestions for names for this podcast, let me know. Uh, Until next time, thanks for listening. I'll probably hear back from me in the new year.